I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So are you ready to be the Thunder? It's your Atlantic Division champion, Tampa Bay Lightning against the New Jersey Devils tonight at Amelie Arena. We have Bobby, the Chief Taylor, breaking it down to get you ready for the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. That in-depth interview, we have what to expect from Steven Stamkos, Andre Veslevsky, the matchups with the Devils, only a few seconds away. And the Tampa Bay Rays wrap up a disastrous road trip, snapping their two-game winning streak with a 2-1 loss to the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, another blown save in the eighth inning. We'll tell you why the Rays can't close out games. And the NFL preseason schedule is out. It's Jameis Winston against Marcus Mariota. Yeah, how about three practices in a preseason game? to renew that rivalry. All that and more on this NHL Stanley Cup preview edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Before we get started, I want to tell you about a special offer from Audible.com. Sign up now and get a free 30-day trial membership. That's a $15 value. And as a listener to this show, you'll get a free audiobook. Just go to audibletrial.com. That's spelled A-U-D-I-B-L-E trial.com slash sportsday to take advantage of the deal. That's audibletrial.com slash sportsday for a free 30-day trial membership and a free audiobook. Bobby the Chief Taylor is the studio analyst for the Tampa Bay Lightning pre- and post-game telecast. You see him everywhere. He's a member of the Philadelphia Flyers teams that won the Stanley Cup in 74 and 75, and he joins us now. Hello, Chief. How are you? I'm doing great, Rick. Really good. Thank you. Great to talk to you, and let's start with the way this uh, Tampa Bay Lightning season ended. They win the Atlantic Division, of course, uh, top team in the Eastern Conference, and now with home ice throughout uh, their their section of the playoffs. Now, the ultimate goal, of course, Chief, is always to win the Stanley Cup, but kind of put in perspective, if you can, what they've already accomplished, just how magical this season has been. Well, when you, anytime you're up around 110 to 113, 14 points, uh, it's incredible. I mean... I think, you know, they, the league prides itself on the, on the parody they have it. I'm not a big fan of parody. I think you always have to have those villains that you're always shooting for, you know, sure. back in the day when the Yankees were the, were the villain in baseball. Um, but for me, it, um, everything seemed to really click for them. They played extremely well the first half of the season, right up until January. I mean, it was, they were so good. I mean, people, Coaches were absolutely stunned at how good they played and how well they dominated their teams. Even if, you know, and uh, I get a lot of calls from guys that I talk throughout the league, and they say, "Boy, we've never ever played against a team that could dominate us like that." And and it, and that was the kind of the way the the year went. You know, at the first part, and then the second part. I think it's really funny. You know, when 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 you little things get creep into your your game when you think you're still doing the same things when you're not, but you're still willing winning. So it kind of hides a lot of stuff. And, uh, I think that that crept in a little bit there, especially that month of January when they're on the road so often, you don't get a whole lot of time to practice to kind of address them and sneak it up and uh, correct it real soon or real early, I should say. And, uh, but I'll tell you what, this is a team that has been able to find ways to win. And, 
you know, he, the last while, a little while, everybody's been kind of scratching their head a little bit because one period they'll be great. Next period they'll say, what, where, where, where did that guy go? Where did that team go? And um, I think that's the one thing that they were so far ahead and so um, dominant that they, they just couldn't wait to get the playoffs going. And I think what we saw in that last game against Boston when they dominated them and shut them out is the team that I'm sure is going to show up in the playoffs because that's how they played the whole first half of the year. And, um, it's just been a, a, a kind of a crazy year. I, I think what happens, Rick, is the fact that when you win so often, now you got to start to win pretty. <laughs> so right. I think we get, we get really spoiled. You know, a win's a win, and no matter how you do it, I understand that. But I think you kind of – you kind of nitpick a little bit, you know, well, they didn't do this, and they, but they won, you know? So I think, I think things will be um, straightened away pretty soon to come uh, tonight. We'll talk about some of the, some of the problems that they had maybe late in the year, but, but I wanted to talk to you, of course, anytime we get to talk to you, we want to talk about goaltending. Uh, and, uh, you know, this was uh, a, a special year for Andre Vasilevsky. I mean, he won 44 games. That's the most in the NHL. His first full season as a starter. A lot was expected of this 23-year-old, and he didn't disappoint. But, Chief, he started 64 games, and there was a point there where it looked like maybe maybe the mental fatigue, and you can speak to this, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, might have gotten to him at one point. How much would this little break that he has, he has taken before the postseason help him? A ton. A ton. And you're right. It, it's You know what it is? It gets to be a real mental thing. Um, if you really look at his stats, which, you know, where he was really – dominating the league for the first half, but there's only one goalie in the whole league that faced more shots than Andre Vasilevsky. And that, and that was that Frederick Anderson up in Toronto. So he faced mm-hmm. a ton of shots. So it wasn't like he was, you know, getting the uh, pedestrian 20 to 25 shots a game. He was getting 30, uh, uh and Some, sometimes 40, 10 yeah. times over 40. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think that's, it, it gets down to the point where, you know what? He, he had a whole, so many times he had one was, Oh, wow. Where'd he come up with that? Save case in point. Remember those two back behind the back glove saves he made. Sure do. Um, you know, those kind of saves is like, where did he come up with that? And I think it got to the point where, and he's such a competitor that when he was getting all those shots that his in mind, you think, you know, if I'm not playing really well, we're not, we're going to struggle. And I think mm-hmm. that's where he got a little bit tired, but you take this week, off now and uh, I mean he didn't even uh, travel to Carolina which was a really right. a good move on the part of the coaching staff you know he's going to come back refreshed because when you look at his um, career so far the bulk of his games up until this year were in the playoffs that's when Ben went down and uh, you know and, and I think you know he, he understands what has to be done in the playoffs he has a pretty good feel for that uh, I think you will we'll see we'll see uh, the Vasilevsky that we saw for the good part of the whole first half of the year. Yeah, in the other net for New Jersey, and we can talk about them in a minute, but uh, their goaltender, uh, who kind of took over in midseason, does not have any playoff experience, so that might be a factor as well, right? Oh, big time. It's really funny when, you know, you get players. we got a couple of young guys that are going to have their uh, eyes wide open uh, <laughs> when they find out how much – the, the level of intensity and the level of skill and the level, you know, uh, increases when the playoffs come around. It just, it jumps tenfold. And um, we're fortunate enough that our team's young enough and yet has experience enough in the playoffs. And 
they understand what that happens. Uh, you know, they were overwhelmed in that very first year when the most of them were here when Montreal took them out four straight. Then they come back and go to the Stanley Cup final the next year. So they understood it pretty well. And uh, that's that's the key is every game you've got now starting starting tonight now is a time when you're going to go through possibly if you have to go uh, every single season or series, excuse me, seven games, 28 more games, which is another third of your year wow. where you cannot take a day off. you got to be at your best and plus 10 in every game of the playoffs. And that's, that's what really gets everybody kind of tired and fired up. It's a, it's a physical grind, but the mental grind of being up for all those games can really wear on you. It can, and, and you, you talked about the difference, um, sort of the differences between the regular season and the playoffs. Um, you know, everything is heightened. I mean, you, you probably will have less penalties called, I'm imagining, uh, more more dirty goals. I mean, you talked about the Lightning known for their passing, known for those pretty goals. That's not what the playoffs are about. Oh, you're hit right on the head there. It, you know, it's, a, it's really funny. They say, oh, we don't change the way we call a game. Yeah, right? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah, just right. take a look at the stats. <laughs> down there. It's a much more physical game. Uh, teams try to wear you out physically, let alone uh, beat you on the scoreboard. So, um, yeah, they. It's it's the two one games and the three two games that you've got to be really uh, ready to play. And it's a big difference when you're scoring four and five goals because oh, I can make a mistake and we can come back. Not in the playoffs. You make a mistake and they score. It's gonna. You have to really fight like crazy to get back that goal that was given up. And so for me, that's the thing that, um, um, it's such a unique time of year. It's, it's, it's very hard to put into perspective and, and to put into words what it is and how it is and what it means because of it's so different. And you talk to everybody about, you know what, uh, Rick, I read that Bill Bradley's life on the run back in the day right. when he was a big star with the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was really funny because everybody asked, well, what's it like to win the cup and everything? And then I'm sick of that. You know, it's really hard to explain. And then I thought he explained it the best. He says, well, he says, for every high school dance you missed, for every Christmas that you were on the road, for every holiday that you you had to get ready to play a game, um, you missed all so much of that growing up and so much of the fun part of being young. And also if you have a family, you miss a lot of that. And then you win the championship and it's, it makes it all worthwhile. And he put it the best. So the sacrifices you got to get, it's, 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 it makes it really, really special. That's what's the whole part of what I'm probably trying to get at. And I'm being awful wordy about it. <laughs> no, I think it's a great description that Bradley had. I think he's right. I think you don't, you don't get to appreciate that unless you, unless you win that, unless you win the Stanley cup and get to experience that as a team. Now they had, uh, Chief, uh, some problems during the regular season, and I'm wondering if you think they've ironed these out, like the penalty kill, something that that was difficult for them because, as we know, you know there may not be as many penalties called, but but the power play and special teams become you know such a huge part of of the playoffs. So, uh, do you think they've done a better job in that area? Yeah, I, you know what, it, it's this game, uh, you know, it's so much. It, it's like playing a zone defense in basketball in the sense, but you have to be much more aggressive on the on the on the puck carrier mm-hmm. there's so much skill in this team and and because you know you you can't um, um stick check you know what i mean you can't do the little right. hooking you can't do the little pushing away with the, the stick you have to, you know it's very hard to defend 
uh, when, you, when you have to be less physical. So you have to be much more aggressive on the puck carrier. You have to be after him. And I think near the end there, they were doing that. Uh, up until then, they were kind of collapsing down. And, um, okay, if you want a three-point shot, we'll let you take the three-point shot. Well, most teams can score from three-point shots in hockey because they got all those sure. big blasting shots from the point. And I think when they got a little bit more aggressive on the puck here, giving them a little less time and space with the puck, uh, they became a lot better at it. And that is a concern because I think what really jumps out at you, Rick, when, when in the playoffs is that every defensive statistic is the one that has to really be improved upon your face-offs, your penalty kill, you know, how much uh, you, you're, you play on the five on five. That's really important. And the lightning was the best team in the league on the five on five. So that's, is a really a good sign for us. It is, and of course, uh, the best player in your penalty kill is your goaltender. And just getting back to Vasilevsky real quickly um, on that, what what is it about him um, that that just makes him so unique? I mean, I don't know that. I mean, I've heard people talk about him when he was coming up, um, you know, as as one of the best talents since maybe a Marty Brodeur. I mean, what is it about his game that uh, that is so solid? Well, first of all, the, the kid works extremely hard. I mean, he'll study tape, and he and he works at his, at his craft so hard. Um, he's big, uh, and a lot of his height is in his legs. So when he goes down on that butterfly, and and mm-hmm. he, it really helps that you know that he covers all parts of that low part of the net. And his, and for a big man, he's really quick side to side. And what was really helping him a lot, which he kind of got away from a little bit in the second half, was his ability to, to find the puck. Um, Jacques uh, Caron was the goalie coach for Marty Bordeaux all his practically all his career. And he was the one that really preached, find the puck before you move. And it sounds simple, but most times, you know, goalies will scramble around trying to find it in a little bit of a panic mode. Sure. You have to be patient and look for it before you move. And he was very, very good at that. And being as big as he is, a lot of times the pucks hit him because he was in the right position. So I, yeah, he's I, I very, think his he's ability very to find the there. puck in traffic and his and the side to side lateral movement is is extremely strong. And that I think that's what really makes him so hard to beat. Yeah, you see almost no wasted movement when he's in net. It's it's pretty spectacular. Um, let's Great. talk about uh, their captain, Steven Stamkos, who you know has struggled with some injuries throughout his career, but. Certainly of late, you know, he missed the final three games for the last seven. Um, nobody's 100% at this point of the year, Chief, needless to say. <laughs> but it, does, it doesn't get less physical from here on out. So um, what do you make of, of Stamkos' ability now to come back and the fact that he is back on that, on that line that they like so much? Well, you know what? I, I think probably that um, the leg uh, probably got um, pretty tired. And, you know, that's the first time he's played all those games um, in three years. And, uh, yeah. uh, that injury, I can remember Zach Parisi talking about it. He had the same one. He said it took him a full year to recover from it, even sure. when he was back playing. So, um, he, with me, I have to watch how he skates cause he's such a great skater. He's got such speed. And when he's really attacking the blue line and, 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 and using his speed to, to get in that offensive zone and even to forecheck, that's when I see that he's feeling pretty good about himself. And, I think that's a, a key factor for for Stammer. He his, his threat, just him being on the ice, the threat of him on the ice, really helps everybody else be open. Even even as good as Cooch is, the guy they kind of pay attention to more than anything is Stamkos, 
and that just really kind of helps the other guys get to the holes and find out. So just having his presence there is going to be a huge boost for this team. No doubt about it. You mentioned some of the young guys that will be experiencing their first NHL playoffs, but they're not necessarily strangers to postseason hockey. I mean, these guys had a lot of experience in the minors and in Syracuse. Will that help them now? And and just what do you expect from guys like uh, Braden Point? You know what? I think he's the kind of player that's going to uh, rise to the occasion. And then, you know, Point and then the Sorelli's getting better and better. And, and you know, they played in, 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 in Port, like they've even played in those World Junior Championships where there's a lot of pressure on you when you're playing for your country. Um, yeah, you know, and that's going to help them. Um, the big thing, again, I have to reiterate it, is the fact that the speed of the game, how fast you have to think it, and how fast you have to uh, follow through on that is so much more intense and so much, it's so much quicker than the regular season. And that's something that's going to wake them up in a hurry. But these guys are so good at understanding that that I think that they'll they'll just pretty pretty well. I mean, um, but again, it's 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 uh, it's something it's eye-opening, that they have right? <laughs> yeah. You have to uh, you have to simplify your game too. That's another thing. You know this. Mm-hmm. You, all the fancy passes and, and all that are going to work once in a while, but you can't have a steady diet of it. You're simple. You have to be a little bit more of a straight ahead north south team than an east west game in the in the playoffs. Right. It's like it's kind of what they say a little bit. I guess you could relate it to football. There's preseason speed, regular season speed, postseason speed, and then there's the Super Bowl, or in this case, the NHL. Yeah. Stanley Cup Finals, if you get there, right? Exactly. It, it, it's it's every time everything goes more and more. I mean, and every series that you that you you play, it gets higher and higher, and uh, and that's why you're you're absolutely completely exhausted at the end of a playoff <laughs> run, and especially if you're in the final. That's so true. Uh, let's talk about the New Jersey Devils real quick. And, um, I mean, this is a team that can also skate, and, and they had no success against this team during the regular season. So I guess you throw that out, I guess, supposedly, but it must give New Jersey some confidence that they were 3-0 and against the Lightning. Oh, big time. You know, they're, they're a very disciplined team. Uh, I think their coaching staff's done a really good job on it. Um, you know, and, and their ability to score really hinges around Taylor Hall. I mean, if you look at his – I mean – for me, sure. he, is, he is probably the number one candidate for uh, MVP for what he did because the guy next highest score for them is like 40 or 45 points below him. So wow. <laughs> if you can kind of halfway neutralize Taylor Hall, you're going to really neutralize, uh, you know, 50 to 60% of the Jersey offense. So, uh, but then they, they defend pretty well. And I think that's where you have to really get them. You get them to play in their zone more than often. And, and that's, for me, is the strength of the Lightning, is their ability to forecheck, their ability to, to really uh, turn, make the team turn pucks over in the neutral zone so they can get back on their transition game. So uh, if the Lightning can really bring that to the table, uh, you know, to put the pressure on Jersey rather than let the Jersey sit back in that rope-a-dope tie style and, and – um, you know, pick off the, the passes and, and may go the other way. So uh, offensively, if you can um, eliminate or even or control Taylor Hall, you'll have a better chance because we have so many more scoring uh, opportunities with the guys. Don't get me wrong. They got that Heischer, uh I think that's Heischer, yeah, the, the, the rookie kid. He's pretty good. You know, they got that Sajak. He's pretty decent as well. They got some guys that can score. 
but not to the fact that uh, guys that can break a game wide open like Taylor Hall, and we've got two or three of those. So that's that's going to be in my mind the fact the biggest edge the Lightning will have taken on the Devils. Taylor Hall is somebody that every team tries to stop when they play New Jersey. So how, how do you? <laughs> Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Think that the Lightning will will try to approach him in terms of what line do you think that they'll put on him? Well, yeah, you can bet that the Braden Point line will be out there, and you know they'll probably yeah. have uh, Palat trying to get uh, match him as much, and you know Point is get under his skin is, a little bit, a, right? Yeah, you know he, you can match his speed. He's big and strong. He's got really good speed, and I think that's it. That's the thing with uh, those guys. They've done that before. Palat's done that a ton of time. Point. I mean, he, you know, he's, this is only his second year in the league, and if you watch, he's usually the guy that they call upon to, to check the other team's biggest line, biggest players, and he does a tremendous job with that. And uh, I, I think the big thing of it is for me is the Lightning's forechecking and puck retrieval. You know, you got if you once you take that shot or lose that puck, you have to work a little twice as hard to get it back. And, and that's the ironic part of it, where you try to get across to players, especially young players. Rick is the fact that your best when you play really good defense that really makes you better offensively, and they kind of look at you funny. How does that do? He says, "Well, if you play really good defense, you get the puck back faster, and you have yeah. the puck more. So there's the chance to score is is is, is increasing a great deal. So um, hopefully that mentality will come. Yeah, for sure. Well, Bobby, we'll uh, we'll kind of get you out on this one. Uh, what do you expect of the Lightning? Let me just ask you too. You know, coming in as the top seed in, in in the Eastern Conference, how much pressure is there? Any more pressure on on the expectations that they've had pretty much for themselves all season, uh, having secured that? Um, do you, how do you think they'll handle it? And and just what do you expect to happen in this series? Well, it's uh, you know I don't expect it to be a quick one for sure, but uh, right. you know what I think. You know, through the last uh, month, six weeks of the season, you know, um, they've been pretty critical of the way they've played. They've been a little upset with their play because they haven't really put a whole lot of 60-minute games together. They put in 35, 40, 30, 20, you know, games. And I think this is what they really want to accomplish. And even the last two games, you know, they, they um, the one in um, Carolina especially, they were a little loose and goose about that. But I think... They they're a team that has really been amazing to me. You know, they they do a pretty good job of self analyzing analyzing themselves, and and they can they look at it and they understand it. They don't point the finger. I I really think that they'll come out and play the games that we've we've seen, and and it could be really successful. But I think we got to look at it as a a long series, mainly because of the fact that. In playoff hockey, those four and five, six goal games are down to two and three, and mm. um, that's where you're, you're going to find um, can they play that way? And I'm sure they can, but we'll have to find that out. Well, I made it through this whole uh, sort of preview without mentioning maybe their best player of the year, which is Nikita Kucherov. So I guess when you get in the postseason, Chief, your best player has got to play the best, right? 
Exactly. That that's the key. You 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 know you guys you know when you got your three hundred hitter, he's the guy that has to come through with the big hit at the right time. That's the yeah. same thing with your 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 goal scores. They have to score the goals when when they when called upon and when counted upon, and then everybody else takes care of that. And that's that's going to be the big difference. You can bet that they're going to be Jersey's going to be planning all this week about how to contain uh, or try to contain the Kucherov and and. Uh, and Stamkos, but then you know you got that plot line that was, or pardon me, the uh, point line that right. <laughs> can really chip in a lot. That's the one thing this team has for them is that they got so many dangerous weapons as far as offense is concerned. So you might get the team really more concerned to stopping us than trying to score and play their game. So that that could help work in our favor as well. The lightning have come at have come at everybody in waves. He's Bobby the Chief Taylor, the studio analyst. You can see him on the Tampa Bay Lightning pre and post game telecast, and he'll be uh, doing that all throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs, which begin tonight against the New Jersey Devils. Bobby, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Oh, more than welcome, Rick. Anytime, give me a shout. All right, Steve. It's really prediction time. I mean, we got for the Lightning what they hope is a long run in the playoffs, but it starts tonight against New Jersey and. You know, I think this series is going to be competitive. I think all these games are going to be tight, like most most NHL games are. I think I'm going to take the Lightning in five. I don't know what's going to happen tonight, but I'm going to take the Lightning in five. Lightning in five. I'm going to take, uh, let's see, a 7 nothing game one victory with a natural hat trick for Nikita Kucher. Oh, wait, no, that was the Penguins. <laughs> wow. That was the Penguins against the Flyers. <laughs> That's right. By the way, nice effort by the Flyers. They were down like 3 nothing, I think, in like the first 10, 10 minutes or something like that. that I game. believe I saw a stat, and I can't verify it's true, but I saw it on Twitter that uh, only one team in NHL history has lost a first round or first game of a series by seven goals or more and won the series, and it was the 1953 Bruins. Yeah, thanks for coming. Look, everyone was scared of Pittsburgh going into the playoffs. Uh, at Columbus and New Jersey basically lost on purpose their last game so they didn't have to face <laughs> to not play Pittsburgh in the first round. So that way Philly I had know. to. They're still the two-time defending champions. Somebody's got to knock them out. I don't know who's going to do it. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to just pencil them into the finals. I mean, they look so good tonight. I know it's Philly, but, I mean, geez. Well, the, good, really the good, good thing is, and the hockey players will tell you, momentum doesn't carry over game to game. Yeah. Perhaps not. They seem out. They seem to outclass Philly. But anyway, so about this series now. Do you do you think this is going to be uh, extended? Is it? What do you What do you got? I'm saying it's the Lightning in six, and I'm saying they lose game six. one okay. and they lose game four. You know what? I it, I've, I've said this. I'm on record. I really think it's nervous time when you open a series at home. I just think the expectations are huge. If you come in, you're playing with house money. You only have to win one out of the two games, and then you have home ice you know on into your advantage this is going to be this will be this will be their hardest game is is game one once you get over the hump i think if they win this game i think they'll be okay but yeah i think they're going to have to battle back a little bit but i still have them winning the series in five so that means they'll they'll rip it up after that they'd have to win four in a row yeah if, I'm, if I'm nervous I, with game one with with stamkos coming back how he's going to play you're putting the old lines right. back together not the lines that were doing so well the last three, four games because Stamkos was out. I really like those lines better than I like the current lines. I, I've, I've, I don't I want to see Kucherov and Stamkos broken up. I think it's better when – I think for the most part, unless they're both really on, they play better separate. 
Do we know for sure? I mean, I know that's the way they practice, but do we know for sure that's what's going to happen in this game? No, you never know for sure until you get to the game. And, and Cooper's not afraid to change lines in the middle of a game either. So During the game, right? Yeah. So it's, it, uh, you know, who knows what he's going to actually come out with. But I, I prefer, I, I kind of like the lines they were. You know, I would have just basically kept the same lines and put Stamkos in where Conacher was and sit Conacher and roll with those lines. And I think you had three lines that can score. And then you got the Paquette, Callahan, Kunitz line that, you know, gives you a lot of energy, a lot of forecheck, a lot of puck possession. Not necessarily going to score a lot, but. Well, they need to come out fast, and they, they certainly uh, have more scoring, I think, ability than uh, than certainly the team they're playing. But, you know, it's going to be exciting. I mean, hockey is here. Stanley Cup playoffs are here. I know there was, you know, it, it got, I got kind of the energy watching, even though it was a route, watching the Pittsburgh game. It's going to be cool. It's going to be a great atmosphere. And remember, it's a okay, 7 o'clock start tonight, not 7.30 is the normal that's right. week, weeknight start for the Lightning. So a 7 o'clock start if you're going to the game. Get there Get there on time. Get there early. Yeah, don't be late. Meanwhile, the other Tampa Bay team that's playing, the Tampa Bay Rays, man, they blew so many chances to sweep this series. I mean, they could have gotten themselves almost healthy again. But it's so frustrating. James Shields starts the game. They do a good job of, of, of not swinging at balls out of the zone. He walks – he starts the game by walking the first three batters. That is not a James Shields-type deal. And that's not what he's, he's done. He only had two walks this season before that. So he walks the first three. They strand the bases loaded. Next inning, second and third, one out, don't score. There's your ball game, folks. I mean, you know, Yanni Chirinos, who gets the start, does not allow a run. I mean, this guy has not, not given up a run all season, as a matter of fact. I think he's up to 14 and a third innings, no runs, only eight hits. And he hit a batter. So he pitched inside. And he, and he, he did. I mean, and Nick he doesn't have a problem. He barely touched him, but he hit one. But he's he's not afraid to go in there. He's broken bats. Yeah, the other guys pitch around contact, not, not Yanni. Good sinker ball. I mean, getting a lot of ground balls. The infield's into it. Um, and, they, and they take a one-to-nothing you know, one lead into the eighth inning, but here's the problem. You've had so many of these bullpen days and, you know, so many of these, uh, you know, you kind of burn through your bullpen. So they get to the eighth inning and they got guys that aren't available, you know? And so they go with Austin Pruitt. Austin Pruitt is not a late inning, high leverage guy. Never will be. Never, I don't think has been in this career. He's been a starter for the most part. Maybe a Maybe a long reliever, maybe a guy you can push if he has to come in early. And so, you well, know, he didn't I, handle it. I don't know if today, I don't know if Austin Pruitt being in that position was a bullpen day. I mean, they've used their A bullpen for three straight days Sunday right. in Boston, which they blew, and then Monday and Tuesday. So you're, it doesn't matter what team you are. You've won three in a row, and now you're going for fourth. You're not, you don't have your A bullpen. For that well, they didn't game. have I mean, Sergio Romo. Right. They didn't have Sergio Romo. They didn't have Alex Colomay. I don't know if that's because of the bullpen day. Now, you know, you don't. No, that's because they were just out. not who you want there in the eighth. But you've used your A bullpen for three straight days. You got to. You're going to have to pitch some other pitchers that normally aren't there. So I mean, really, they, their options were not good to begin with, and that's what Kevin Cash said after the game. It was Austin Pruitt or Ryan Weber, and so they went with Pruitt. And he's just, you know, he hasn't handled those sort of high leverage deals very well you know Weber's new to the team and you know he made his Ray debut on Tuesday so he chose Pruitt and it just didn't work out I mean he struck out his first batter he allows a single to uh, Jose Abreu and then here it comes the two-run homer to Matt Davidson 
and that was your ball game. Well, but that you was, said it right. In it. the first the first two innings when you strand those five guys, that was that's the ball game. That's your game. Yeah. That's your game. I mean, five runners, bases loaded, nobody out, and you don't score. Um, you know, it, it just – it's frustrating because – but I will say this. They have found another starter, and that's Chirinos. I mean, he, he's going to be the guy now. So he's their third I starter. I mean, has to be. Because Faria yeah. has been – Faria's, well, and that's a problem because he could he could be the guy. You know, you could have if Faria was going well, you could have your four starters and then your bullpen, which is what what they wanted to do from the start. You know, they have a lot of days off, so when they get to the fifth starter, they just you know go to go to you know Johnny Hole staff. Um, but now because Faria's pitching so poorly, you don't know you don't know that you have four starters. But I think that you know he has earned he has earned a chance. Look. I don't know a lot about baseball. I know some. I mean, I did play it for a long time. And anybody that can watch this big kid pitch, I like I like his makeup. I like the way he he challenges guys. I like his stuff. He's around the plate. Um, he works fast. You know, your defenders are into it. Uh, he can pitch in and out of trouble, you know. Uh, he's not a guy that's going to compound his problems with an awful lot of walks. And he looks like the real deal to me, so – you know, look, he was the pitcher of the year in their minor leagues last season, and, and it looks like he's ready. So I think they found something in him. Um, he's a good story, too, to boot. So, But, it, you know, again, the, the, if you can go back from the beginning of the season, this whole year um, has, can, has been sort of disjointed. They haven't, but the bottom line is they don't score runs. They don't score runs, they lose. I mean, you're asking your, your entire staff to throw a shutout to win the game. And even though they came very close to that, they couldn't close it out. They've had trouble closing out games. We've seen Colome blow up. Um, this team could be easily 500 or, or better. They could have could have won the Red Sox series for sure. And you see what, you know, I mean, the Red Sox all of a sudden doesn't look like a bad deal, right? They're a pretty damn good team. Uh, you saw what they did to the Yankees uh, a night ago. So uh, no shame there in playing a bunch of, you know, close games with them. Um, but it's unfortunate. But – Look, now, after this eternal road trip with all the day games, the, the terribly cold weather, I mean, it was a balmy 50 degrees in Chicago. You know, these guys, like, were ready to, you know, put on the short sleeves. But, you know, they come back now to the trop. They begin a series on Friday against the Phillies. And, you know, it's got to be good for them to get home. But, um, you know, they could have gotten really healthy with a sweep of the White Sox. So we'll wrap it up with this. The Bucs have announced their 2018 preseason opponents. And by the way, it includes a game at Tennessee in which the Bucs will have joint practices with the Titans. Um, so so we'll finally figure out who's the better quarterback, Marcus Mariota or this, James Winston, right? This is going to decide will it. preseason decide it. game. This will, absolutely. Absolutely because not only do you have the preseason game, we have two or three practices to judge it by. And you know – Nothing gives you a better picture of what really is happening than an inner squad scrimmage. So, yeah, I mean, it's look, it'll be fun. I mean, we'll we'll see two of the league's up and coming quarterbacks, I guess, together. Um, that's the second game, however, and there are worse towns um, for you Bucks, to spend three or four days in. Look, it's better than Jacksonville. The last two years, when they've had these uh, these joint practices, we've gone to Jacksonville, and it's like walking on the sun. I mean, it has been so hot up there. It's wide open. There's absolutely no shade whatsoever. So I'm going to roll the dice and say that Nashville is going to be cooler than Jacksonville in August. But it's also um, a great town. 
Oh, Nash Vegas? Yeah. Awesome town. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's not like walking on a landing where you have a Hooters and nothing else is open in Jacksonville. So, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. Um, it'll be fun. But it starts – the dates are not finalized. They still have to, like, narrow down the actual whether they're playing Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, if you will, of each week. But they're going to open the preseason at Miami. That's sometime August 9th through 13. And then they go to Tennessee somewhere around 16 through 20. They can play any of those days. And then they finish. They have t- two home games – um, one against the Lions, which is uh, a national TV game on CBS. That's at 8 p.m., and that is that is slated for August 24th. And then they wrap up uh, against the Jaguars at home, and that game will probably be a Thursday night game. That's the all-scrubs uh, game. Friday. That's the all-scrubs. No, one, no one's going to make the team game. August 30th or 31st. So there you have it. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, this is just another step. Also, not surprising that they would schedule this with Tennessee, as you know, that uh, Jason Light, of course, the Bucks GM, very close with John Robinson, who was here in Tampa Bay under Jason Light, now the um, Titans GM. Um, so, you know, all that's uh, sort of sort of cool for they, – they believe in these inter-squad scrimmages. I mean, I think you can gain a lot from it. It's funny, last year, a year ago, and I, I never forget this, I mean – they went up to Jacksonville, and, and when you practice, it's not full contact, right? Neither team is kind of like what we call pro-thump. You know, you don't bring guys to the ground. But a couple things stood out uh, in those practices, and one was that Jacksonville ran the crap out of the ball. <laughs> and, and not surprisingly, what did Jacksonville do? They ran the crap out of the ball. Um, the other thing was that, uh, you know, the, the Bucks' offensive line struggled a little bit against Jacksonville's defensive line, and then we saw what happened. Uh, and how good that defense really was. And, you know, so all those things, even though it was a snapshot, you walked out of there thinking because the Bucks won the game uh, and when they played – well, they, they won the quarter when they played each other, uh, you know, with starters against starters. You kind of walked out of Jacksonville thinking, yeah, you know what, I think the Bucks are better. And in fact, remember um, Chris Baker, you know, throwing shade at the Jaguar fans saying, man, you guys going to win three games or whatever? Uh, no, not so fast. So the Jags go to the playoffs and, you know, all the way to, uh, what was it, the AFC Championship game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, against um, New England, and they were leading in that lost, game. Lost to the Patriots late, yeah. And so and then the Bucks had just a, a horrible season. So Tennessee has been to the playoffs with Marcus Mariota. The Bucks have not. So it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And then the regular schedule should be out sometime around, I don't know, the 18th, 17th, 18th, maybe not as late yeah, as about the 20th, a week from but now. probably. Usually, usually it's a week yeah. before the draft, so sometime during yeah, that week, so I, and ESPN and the NFL Network will make primetime specials out of it. Right, exactly right. We'll, bre- we'll so break we'll it down have, game by game on this podcast, so stay tuned. We'll tell you what the record is going to be. We'll tell you everything. Yeah, we'll just, you don't even have to play the season out. We'll just tell you what's going to happen. What what games James is going to miss. Uh that thing's got to get solved. By the way, I mean, we're already into April. Is this thing ever going to get solved? Are we going to go all yeah, the way about to August June 26th? or July? That's, I'm telling you, man. they got to wrap this thing up. You better have a decision before uh, before too long. The the Bucks report to uh, their off-season workout program April 17th, I want to say. And then uh, a couple of days after that, Jason Light will be talking about the draft, so we'll have all of that coming up. Um, but it's it's really about the Lightning, so you want to make sure you check back with us and see how the Lightning fare. We'll have the breakdown of that game, game one against the Devils, and you want to join us for that. You can always reach us. Uh, we like to interact on Twitter, at Sportsday TB is our 
handle, or you can reach me at NFL Stroud or on email at uh, rstroud at tampabay.com. And we want you to rate and review this podcast. We really appreciate all the interest and the feedback we're getting right now on uh, the kind words. But where can they where can they reach us, Steve? Anywhere you get the podcast, whether you're downloading it from iTunes or Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, SoundCloud, you can rate review them there. Or, of course, you can go to tampabay.com slash sports. The latest episodes are always there, too. We'll recap Lightning Devils Game 1 Stanley Cup playoffs tomorrow. Be here, and we'll talk to you then. I'm Rick Stroud for Steve Versnick. Have a great day, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.